everybody, and welcome to another edition of Backyard Racing Nation podcast with me, Scott, your host, and my co-host, Bill, all the way in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Georgia. Bill, well, that's, uh, what's up, buddy? How, how have you been? I've been doing all right, man. It's been a, been a little while since, since we talked about here and uh, had ourselves a show. Yeah, we've we been are, working on a few things. We are three weeks away to the Daytona 500. Three oh, man, I weeks. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Daytona is going to be awesome. Yeah. We got we got so many uh unchartered teams that are trying to get those final I think it's four positions. And yes. only four can make it and I think there's currently 46 teams trying to qualify. I'm, don't hold me too that. I but thought I, I read 47. Oh, it's gone up again. I thought I read 47. So I, I mean I, I'm really, really, really curious Super as to who's going to make it. I mean I had the qualifying and the duels have never been so important. Well, they used to be important back before the charter. It's <laughs> true, but I mean I know the duels set the field, but for these guys <laughs> that don't have that charter or they they don't aren't guaranteed that spot, they they've got to show up in the duels and, and finish high. Yeah, they really do. So, um, but you know, hey, you know, just because Daytona is only three weeks away, doesn't mean racing yeah. hasn't started. Oh man, you know what a have, race we watched last night. You know, Lucas Oil Late Mall Series was up at All Tech last night, Friday night, and Thursday night. Winter Nationals. Uh, Thursday, I do not know who won. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody, I did not watch it. Uh, Friday night was lost to rain. Um, but last night we saw Young Money, who basically, if you drive a sprint car or a late model, he put <laughs> put the dirt world on notice. Because um, that that young man, fourteen second lead. I have never seen such him. dominance. Spanked him. Kyle Larson just outright destroyed the field. Yes, yes. But, you know, there were some true feel-good stories of the race. You know, you had Devin Moran coming back from hand surgery where he finished a strong second. Yeah, that was You cool. know, you, you had Mike Muller, who's now running, was racing World of Outlaws, but now he switched over to the Lucas Oil. Today is practice day for the Lucas Oil down at East Bay. They're going to be kicking off a six-race down there. Um. That I starts they, Monday night. Yeah, I think they race from Monday and then there are races all the way through to the second nonstop. If you've got yep. the Lucas Oil TV app, you know, watch it. It's going to be free. really interesting. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> it's free right now. I know I know you said they're changing the name or something. Yeah, and... Mad TV Plus. Ah, okay. Mad TV and Lucas Oil have combined, so... Now, will people need a new app, or will the same app work for them? Haven't heard. Haven't heard. Have not heard. Okay. Um, But, you know, uh, East the Bay by the Clay. uh, Clay by the Bay, excuse me, as my wife just corrected me and telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, That race every night is a crapshoot. Anybody can win. The track is not normal clay. It's got sand and clay mixed in. When the tides come in at the bay, 
you can see the moisture come back up into the racetrack. It is one of the strangest racetracks anybody can race. It is the most technical racetrack as well with that because you could have a dry, slick racetrack and then all of a sudden it's tacky again. And, and there's no they, – they don't put water on it. It's just because of the ground moisture, um, which is – you know, probably a strange racetrack for there. Um, Scott, you know, I, I... go ahead, buddy. For someone like myself, who until last night hadn't watched a Lucas Oil modified ever run, late model or late model, excuse me, late model, late model run. If we've got a listener out there who who's going, what exactly is a late model? Why don't you you kind of clue them in as to what these cars are? No, they're ba- all they are is two a tube chassis car. Uh, they are uh, they're hard to describe. It, they are not like a stock <laughs> car. They're not a Winston Cup car. They're not an Xfinity car. Look nothing they like are, it. Nothing like it. They're their own version. Um, folks, what I'll do is I'll put a couple pictures in you know with our podcast drop of what they look like. Uh, these machines. You know, yes, you steer a steering wheel, but I promise you, you're steering more with your foot on a throttle than you are with a steering wheel and, and on a slick and dry racetrack, uh, a tacky racetrack. You are using that steering wheel, but more likely you're using your foot to feather the throttle and, and keep the car turning right. Uh, they are considered a rear steer car. They are a four link car. You can run coil over cars. They're all basic, you know, you got five shocks on them, four shocks, one on each corner, and then you got what's called a helper shock in the center. Yeah. It, it is, you know, it's a different breed of cars or a different breed of machinery. And um, the, these guys <laughs> listening to the interviews other than Kyle Larson tonight, these guys seem to go out there not because they're at, you know, they're doing this because they're making millions of dollars. They're doing this because they absolutely love what they're doing. Yeah. You know, Devin Moran, he, he's one of those homegrown kids. You got a couple more of them, too. Uh, down at East Bay, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, uh, I'm going to pick Florida State boy, uh, Kyle Bronson. He's always good down there. Uh, he's very, really good. But I will tell you, it is a crapshoot literally every night with East Bay. Uh, you know, Devin – Devin Moran's good down there, who I mentioned. You got <laughs> Tanner English. Anyone that comes down for Winter Nationals comes down with a quality race car and can win it any given night. I cannot <laughs> wait for tomorrow evening. I, I think coverage starts at 530. 5.30. If if, and I don't know what time the main is, but... Um, Heat races on hot laps and qualifying all start at 5.30. Okay. I know that I'm going. I might miss a little bit of the qualifying and hot laps a little bit, but I'm going to be tuned in for at least a good part of the night watching watching this for the next week at least. Um, Taking notes. <laughs> yeah, but basically, you know, now that we've got the this app and I've got the opportunity to watch these cars, and um, it, it was last night. It was like, wow, look at these things, and I was just in, in awe watching Kyle Larson just drive away like you you would think that he had a bigger motor in that car than anybody else out motors 
Huh? They're all big. They're all big block motors. They're all. But you would you think know, he had more horsepower under the hood than anybody else did, and all in the foot. It's I don't know. All in the foot. This this man, I have yet to see him get in any type of race car that he cannot dominate in. So it's I would love to see him one day try out an Indy car or Formula One. Well, you know, coming from Northeast Pennsylvania. Uh, my wife being a big, big block modified, modified girl, Northeast modified, <laughs> you know, last night, the big debate was, can he drive a modified, a, a, a Northeast modified, ah. you know, if, if there's any of our friends that are listening out there that own a big block that is bringing it to Florida, get a hold of Kyle Larson and put him in that car because I want to see what he can do. I mean, it, it is the way those cars handle Scott that much different from what we saw last night? Well, you saw Stewie Friesen, Stuart Friesen last night, NASCAR yeah. Truck Series driver. He runs big block modifieds, and he looked like he was completely out to lunch. Yeah. He was trying to drive a car like a big block modified. A big block modified mm. and a late model are nothing alike. Yes, That's... some of the components are technically the same. But they're not alike. They're completely different. Two different animals. You know, okay. uh, they're they're the way you have to drive them. In, in my opinion, is completely different. Um, you know, I, <laughs> you being a racer yourself, you know, I, I, I wish we could get Stuart Friesen on here because now he can describe the difference between a big block modified and a late model. Well, maybe he would, we, he would be uh, he'd be a good choice. Maybe um, we need to uh, try to reach, reach out to him. Out, reach if out, if any of our listeners have a contact to Stuart Friesen, by all means, let us know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, switch gears here from dirt to asphalt, but not asphalt in real life. iRacing had their 24-hour race. Uh, some good friends of ours were racing. Uh, the, you know, Garrett Smithley uh, was racing the iRacing last night. I was watching it on his Twitch channel. Um, and talking to him, you know, privately. And let me tell you, the group of five drivers they had on our lineup, you had uh, Pasta Man, Alf- and Anthony Alfredo. You had James Davison as one of the drivers. You had Garrett, one of the drivers. You had uh, Landon Castle as another driver. And then you had uh, Denny. Um, I don't want to butcher his name. Give me one second here. Denny. Hanson, uh, he is a NASCAR. Denny Hanson is a NASCAR photographer, and he owns H Media. Uh, these guys put on a clinic in their split. Put on a clinic. Did they end up winning it? Yes, they were. They led uh, from flag to flag, which I don't think anybody's ever done in iRacing, racing. What flag to flag? Um, and they it's had the entire four hour of it. Oh yeah, it was a tw- not. I don't think so. Uh, they literally. Uh, put on a clinic. I'm super proud of those guys. Uh, you know, uh, you know, guys we're did have a great Garrett job on here sometime very soon. We're trying to work yeah. out those logistics. He, and... he was supposed to be on next uh, next Sunday, uh, the thirty first. However, uh, he has he's going to be in, <laughs> he's going to be in Daytona for the Rolex twenty four and. Wish him uh, best of luck. Don't know if he's driving or not, but uh, wish him a best we of luck. Will, I know he's we'll going to be him. with. Yeah, definitely going to get him on here soon. I know he was with Rick Ware Racing. That's who he's going to be hanging out with down there at Daytona. I wish 
you know, all of Rick Ware racing, the best of luck in the LMP2 class. Uh, driving, uh, you know, it's been dubbed the purple people eater because it's <laughs> purple. It's barely purple. And, uh, you know, uh, those guys did a great job. But, you know, those guys that drove the car did an excellent job. But they had probably one of the most technical non-driver that was like a general team, general manager, Josh Mendoza. Mendoza? Mendoza? Yeah. M-E-N-D-O-Z-A. Mendoza. He, he had everything figured out to how long you could run stint-wise on tires. In a daytime, they were running two stints, and at nighttime, these guys were stretching it three stints on tires. And I, when they said they were running three, I was like, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. But, you know, uh, they had a game plan. They stuck with a game plan, and what was interesting was none of them were running hard, hard. They would run as hard as they needed to to maintain, but they were not pushing the car as hard as they had to. And, you know, Bill, you and I are not familiar with James Davison, but we got to know him a little bit by him running some NASCAR races and, and obviously running the Indianapolis 500. Exactly. But I got to listen to this guy while he was not driving and others were driving and how he was helping these guys get better and improving lap times. And this man, I didn't get to talk to him, didn't get to say hi or anything or to him, you know, cause he doesn't have a Twitch, but I will say this. He made me a fan of his. Uh, he is so smart with the car. He could watch you and tell you how to make your stuff better. He's that good. Um, you know, I, I wish, I hope he gets another shot at the Indianapolis 500 because, uh, he does. I think he's going to have something for him. Uh, just, I would like. You know, he's another great one. I'd like to see go out there. Um, another piece of little racing news, changing gears slightly. Um, I don't know if you heard, Scott, but um, on Andretti Autosport over there in the Indy Series, Marco Andretti has stepped down from driving. I heard that rumor. I just wasn't able to confirm it. Yeah, it was. I, uh, I saw it on Andretti's uh, Andretti Autosports feed. He wants to uh, spend more time with his family. Says he is not done with uh, racing by any means, but that he no longer wants to be full time. And this comes wow. as they had just solidified a uh, primary sponsor, I believe. So that leaves Andretti Autosport out there, you know, scrambling for a driver for their um, anchor car, basically. So it's wow, I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, I know that they had secured a uh, major, major secondary sponsor, which, of course, you know, on IndyCar, a lot of those cars do have two, what I call two primary, but they technically, when they do it, call two secondary sponsors and um i hope they can find somebody to fill that the that void because you know i don't know can't remember when the indie opener is but not a lot of time to be working that out yeah i you know uh, i'm kind of shocked that you know uh that would happen i mean marco was my driver in indy and uh i, I was just blown away when i saw that news that, that marco was going to step down out of the andretti autosports uh you know, anchor car and walk away. Well, not totally walk away, but walk away from full time racing at least. So, uh, I, it's just kind of a shocker. 
I know he's talking to coming back for the Indy 500 because he says he still he wants to become the first third generation driver to win the Indy 500. So that's good. Good to hear that. That would be. I mean, that'd be awesome. I I think if he won the Indy 500, he he'd just probably end his whole career. Period. <laughs> <laughs> But potentially, yeah. So, so I mean, there's been a lot of news in the world of racing. We've got all these teams, you know, we've got all these sponsors being announced for teams and paint schemes being un- unveiled for Daytona. Uh, Fox Sports had their uh, TV day for all their intro stuff for drivers the other day. And so much is happening right now for, in the NASCAR world. Yeah, we definitely do, and, and and to be honest, we only have, you know, a, a couple weeks left, and and you know, it's going to be uh, Valentine's Day. Full. Yeah, uh, I know drivers are going to be, you know, trying to look for something special for their their significant others' wives or whatever girlfriends. <laughs> Guys, uh, it, it, remember well, the five hundred is on Valentine's Day. Find a way to get your girlfriend or significant other to. For the date to spend the race with you, <laughs> I know I'll be at the race with mine. So there you go. Well, <laughs> no better, no better Valentine's Day date. <laughs> no, I don't think there can be any time any better Valentine's Day gift than you know we're we're in the racing and you know that's you're a racing family. foundation. We are a racing family, and I think spending Valentine's Day at the Great American Race for Daytona 500 is going to be awesome. And here's uh, praying we do not see a repeat. Have a of repeat Ryan of last year. Um, yes, let's let's hold. The, that. I, I want to see a nice, safe, safe race. You know, I'm 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 fairly sure it won't go. You know, without an accident or two, but I do not want to see another Ryan Newman at all. Because Ryan Ryan was so lucky to walk to to walk out of that hospital. Walk away. Yeah, to walk out of that hospital and. and holding his daughter's hands and at the end of the day there there's no better outcome than what happened there no definitely not so. you know and uh now we you know we're looking forward to uh what we have coming up you know in the dirt world yes nascar kicks off in a couple weeks you know got the arca race coming up soon at daytona and then you got the bush north rate bush i think you got a like a i can't think of what they call you know, it anymore <laughs> yeah, I can't think of either. The, uh, below Arca, they got a race over at New Smyrna, and we've got our. We, uh, so you got a lot of got our buddy Spencer you, you got, up there running in the truck series, <laughs> running a truck race on Friday. Yeah. All uh, right, Scott. Looking at the NASCAR schedule, what one event are you most excited about? Oh, really? That, that's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> The racing I'm excited for, you know, I, I'm looking for. We got five road courses this year. Um, yeah, you interesting. I mean, there's been two, three at the most. Well, last year it was four with the Daytona Road Course, wasn't it? That's something yep. else. The Bush Clash is run on the Daytona Road Course. Yeah, I kind of, you know, I, I guess that's a good idea. I guess it's not. I don't know. I mean, my my question is, you're going to have to do a turnaround to that track in in a matter of a day, I think it is. And everything it takes to put that road course up, that that's a lot to put on a, a track crew. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't think there's any practice until after. Yeah. 
the road course race, so they basically already got it set up because of the Rolex 24 hours. Yeah. So, you know, they already got it set up, so, you know, they won't have to worry about tearing it down until after that. Um, of course, I could be wrong. I, I, may I be mean, wrong, isn't the so... Rolex run on the the uh, road course? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same road courses. The cup cars will be running for the Bush Class. And this year, it's something, it's something even newer. You know, we, we go back to back week. Well, to back to back weeks at Daytona, Daytona five hundred, then the road course, and then isn't Homestead right after that? Yep. So basically, everybody's gonna be staying three weeks in Florida. <laughs> it's like an extended Florida Florida vacation. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Well, Pretty well, much. Um, it, it's, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I was very shocked that Auto Club Speedway didn't have a date this year out there in California. I'm not. Um, Auto Club was always some really decent racing. Not the best, but there was some decent racing there. And now there's word they're going to take that down to a short track, possibly. Yeah, make it like a bigger version of Martinsville, which is actually pretty interesting. I mean, that's interesting, but that that's like, I don't think that's been done to a big track before. So, uh-uh. I, I no. mean, they're, they're basically going to have but, to sh- destroy the track and rebuild. So, But, to be honest, the race that's marked on my calendar and circled as a wild card is Bristol's oh, yeah. uh, spring race, which is a dirt race. That's going to be out of this but, world. Cup cars on dirt. But... I already got my pick for that race, but we ain't going to talk about it because, you know, you and I are in a fantasy league, so you can't, can't give my secrets uh, away. I hear that. We're going to have trouble <laughs> making picks this year. <laughs> yeah, we will be. Uh, no, no, honestly, though, I, I, I'm looking forward to this season. Uh, this season with NASCAR is going to be probably one of the best ones. I, hopefully it stays um, less controversial. That's all I'll say, but... I'd like to see yeah. more attention on the racing and not on the inner working politics because that that's just ridiculous. So, but it is great. There's a lot, you know. We've got so many series ramping up. It won't be long. Uh, drag racing will be back in full swing. Um, you got everything really getting into gear right now. Yeah, you do. You know, you got uh, February 2nd, you got the Gator Na- Winter Nationals that you get the Gator up at Volusia starting with the World of Outlaw stuff uh, and All-Star Circuit of Champions for Sprint Cars starting up. Uh, starting, I think, February 9th. I'm looking at my wife, making sure she's going to shake her head. Yeah, you have the big block modifies from the Northeast with the dirt car late models and the World of Outlaws late models. So, uh a lot of racing going on in the state of Florida. A lot of racing a, a lot uh, this week up at Bubba on Tuesday on Bubba Raceway Park in Ocala. You got uh, the Super Short Track Series run by Brett Dale with the Big Block modify uh, modifies. I don't know if they're big blocks or not. Not really sure. Uh, oh, with uh, they are the three fifty eight version of the modifieds. And then they have uh, the Sportsman Modifieds. And then I believe they're running a 602 or a 604 crates some nights. So, uh, should be some good nights of racing and everything. And, you know, a lot of stuff for people to do. Doesn't care. Don't matter what kind of racing you like. Go out and support Absolutely. racing. And, you know, you, you know, if you like pavement racing and you don't got pavement track that's running, 
hey, go to a dirt track. You know, it's this. You know, every track needs us right now with with the pandemic that happened last and, year. And every track needs us. There's still, and, and you know, I know there are still some states limiting, you know, sporting events and, and crowds, and that's going to once again hurt a few of these tracks in certain states. And I, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's really coming down to the point we. I know that I was looking at statistics somebody put out that there is an estimate that 8% of your local tracks last year had to shut their doors permanently. And that's a sad thing. Yes. Less than, you know, it was, it was bad. I mean, that means that this kid that goes down there and instead of going out and getting trouble or something, comes out there and he runs his race car and now you've taken that away or you've made it a hardship on his family to drive however far they have to go and what's the deal I mean I get COVID was hard on tracks it you know bankrupted a few this is you know we, we can't keep losing our tracks mm-hmm. and, so go out and support them. Don't matter where they are. Don't matter what they run. These people We're don't not, go out, out there, there to, to make a living. They go out there to put on a show and to have fun. And if they're lucky, make a little bit of money to just, probably, in most cases, Scott, from what you've told me, throw right back into the race car. Local teams, yeah, absolutely do. You know, but you got your World of Outlaws, the All-Stars, the Lucas Oil guys, you know, Super Dirt Cars. Those guys... 90% of them do run race for money and, and it's not like your local heroes, but you know, at, at the end of the day though, the local guys are what needs to, you know, you need to focus on and worry about them and, and get them set up and everything I, and take care I of them. I grew up going to a little speedway up in Hampton, Virginia called Langley Motor Speedway. And I had my two favorites and two of my favorite stocks i had uh tanya tanya miller i believe her name was in uh mini stock and then i had a guy named danny edwards who drove late models and i would go out there with my dad and or my grandpa glenn and i would sit there and watch these guys race and it was nothing you know your race ends up at 12 one o'clock in the morning and they throw up the door to the pits, and you know, you would think these drivers are exhausted. Some of them have to get up and work tomorrow, but they never not a damn one of them would leave. They would sit down there in the garage, little we call it a garage area. It was basically a dirt lot off the side of turn two, and uh, sign autographs and shit with kids and everything else. And, I, we we would go practically every week, and I I remember Danny Edwards very very well. Wonderful gentleman. When I knew him, he was in his late thirties, early forties, and I would cheer. I I had his T shirt, you know, all, all of that stuff. It it's a lot of fun. Go out there. There is so much to do there. Uh, you got little kids. A lot of these tracks have a playground. The little kids can go to. It, it's you know. Take the whole family. Don't leave anybody out. Exactly. So, take everybody. It's a lot of fun. But, uh, well, you know, uh, I, I look forward to everything starting up. Uh, look forward to, you know, 
getting some things going now finally with racing opening up all the way now and winter nationals is here race season's here uh we can't ask for a better time to be race fans because there's so much we can go and support. So much, you know, you we got can watch everything. There exactly. are if you're a dirt car fan and you can't get out of your track, you've got options to still watch it. The Lucas Oil TV, whatever it is, they're going to change to. You've got Dirt Vision, I think it's called. Um, yep. There, there are so many ways to watch the kind of racing that you like and not miss anything. Folks, I get it. It's a little extra money. Um, if you're really into it, it's worth it. So, yep, it definitely is. And, I mean, it's you know, it, it, I get some people have health problems, and because of this thing, they're not. They still can't go out quite yet. Maybe they like to go down to the local dirt track and spend time, and they can't. So these apps have become the lifeblood of race fans in a way. Yep, that is correct. Yeah, I mean, apps like Checkered, our our buddies, our buddy runs that for uh, well, not for us, but he runs Checkered. They sponsor us, and it's an awesome app. I, I get on there practically every day and see what's going on and comment and just have a lot of fun interacting with these teams, drivers, sponsors, even. Track promoters, there's everything you can think of on there. Fans. From when we joined, there was what Scott, maybe fifteen or sixteen groups of individual types of racing. Yeah, not many. Now I would say many. easily over fifty or sixty, with more being added by pe- by subscribe by people who you know use the app all the time. It, it, it's just, it's really, really cool. There's, there's a media section that you and I frequent quite a lot. And, um, there's all sorts of stuff. Yep. So, that is correct. So is there anything else we haven't discussed? <laughs> oh man. Who knows? I mean, I, I've run um, through my head of all the news and, and, it's it's about to get interesting. Um, Scott, you and I have discussed a little bit about our plans and hopes for this podcast. and We're, we're talking to a few different people, like we said, Garrett Smithley among them. Um, and we're, we're looking at bringing this podcast back to possibly weekly again. It's just a matter. It's mainly logistics for, for, for both of us with time and stuff like that. And but we need your input as the listener. Without you, there's no reason for us to do this podcast. Is there something you want to see us to talk more about? Is there a driver? And folks, by when I say driver, I don't mean it's got to be from any of the big series. Maybe you go to the dirt track down down the road and you want us to interview the track champion. You know. Uh, Message us, post it on our, our Facebook feed, um, our Twitter feed, and soon to be in, and coming soon Instagram. Um, and, and tell us who this guy is. If you've got contact info, you know, drop it. Let us know how, how, to, how to get a hold of him, and, and we'll do our best to get him on. We, I, we're not going to succeed every time. We're going to get told no here from people, but 
We'll do all we can. <clears throat> exactly. And that's, you know, we, we want this show to be a success for us, but most of all, we want you, the listener, to sit back, enjoy listening to us and finding out the news if you didn't already know it, or just enjoying the podcast with friends, family, or and fellow race fans. Because we are all one big family. One big racing family. There might, you know, we we don't always get along. There might be a fight on the backstretch. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're all one big family. The racing community is strong. That's one thing I'll say. But, uh, you know, Bill, we couldn't really do our show without you know, our, our sponsors that help us out. Exactly. You know, support wise, not financially, but they're there for us. They help us with platforms and everything. Share the show. Uh, all that. Chris shared a show. Chris Muller from Checkered, the app. Great guy. Guys, check it out. It's nothing but racing nonstop. It really is. We got Jonathan Morrissey from Richmar Flores out of Allentown, Pennsylvania. He's been with us since day one. We appreciate him very well and you know, uh, without him, you know, a lot of the stuff we've had on our podcast, we wouldn't have had. And we appreciate him more than, you know, words can Absolutely. describe and thank him from, from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, but, you know, Bill, it, it's, it's going to be a short show this week because, you know, we basically just covered everything because there's really we nothing did have to a guest cover this much. Week and we, but we wanted to put something out here no. and, you know, tell you that, hey, we're still here and um, we have plans. Yep. So, uh we're gonna have, you know, I don't know if right now it'll it'll be every every weekend. We'll do our best. Um, and right now we're basically in what Scott about a ten day. We got all this Lucas Oil stuff, but other than that, a ten day lull before things really start ramping up. So right, that's, that's the problem. The thing. There's just not much <laughs> to talk about. I mean, we're we're gonna probably if we do a show next weekend, do a uh, short one about the Lucas oil, because short of some bombshell dropping, we've covered most of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll be able to cover the Rolex cause that's going to be running and it'll be over by the time we run our show. So that's yes. good for us too. And you know, we'll, we'll cover what we can, but uh, you know, right now this is pretty much the show and it, it kind of, a, a, a short show for us. Uh, yeah, I mean, normally we minutes, average yeah. an hour to an hour and a half. So for us, the, going on thirty-five minutes feels like uh, we're just getting yeah. warmed up. But uh, you know, it's not race season one hundred percent yet. But you know, we got practice day tonight for the Lucas Oils down in East Bay. So uh, hopefully, I'll be able to pick that up on Race Monitor for us and be able to post some stuff there with practice. Absolutely. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll uh, get back to that here. Probably we'll see everybody next week. Absolutely. I'm going to say Sunday. Probably. Sunday we'll drop our podcast at, at 6 yep. o'clock. Uh, start taping around 4. But, uh, you know, Bill, it, it's it's one thing. I, again, I want to give a shout-out to our NASCAR boys who uh, took it to the iRacing <laughs> 24 hours and got the job done. Congratulations. Again, Garrett Smithley. <laughs> Garrett, uh, Anthony Alfredo, Landon Castle, James Davison, uh, Denny. Gosh, I can't pronounce his last name again. I got to look at it, see how it's spelled. Um, <laughs> sorry, Danny. <laughs> Danny uh, Hansen. 
Hanson, 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 one of those two. Uh, he, those guys, you had four cup, you had basically four cup drivers and one media driver. So great job of them. He's a, Danny is a NASCAR photographer. He also is an owner of H media. Uh, but I got to give a real big shout out who to somebody, I, again, I'm, 